United. So having a good Sunday. Not very religious Sunday, but a nice one all the same. What about uh, what about you? What time is it? It's uh, it's one seventeen here in the afternoon. One seventeen. I thought that. Yeah. You've got a whole Sunday ahead of you. I, I fucking I could be telling you about the future. Guess what? It's not very fucking good, mate. It's not good. Um, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I don't know. It's a bit weird in Britain at the minute because uh, nothing's really going very well. But uh, America, I can't imagine. What's going on with your five hundred your five hundred dollar checks? What's that stuff about? I don't know, man. I don't know if we're gonna get them. We got the um, we got the one. We got a twelve hundred dollar one, like in May, I think, or June. Um, mm. But now, yeah, I'm hearing they're doing a $600 one, maybe. I don't know. What's, uh, what's going on in Britain? What's, I'm, I'm not up, up to date on um, a lot of current events. What's up to, well, Britain, mate. So Is that right, a, that's a big have- question. Where the fuck is... Oh, am I not in the Zoom anymore? The video is off. I think you turned your camera off. Back to meeting. There we go. There you go. Right. Let me... Uh, let me... Let me get, let me get comfortable. Let me okay. Get, let, me get, let me get comfortable. Get, get, go for it. Right, okay, sure. Right, so... In Britain, we went international lockdown, right? Oh, yeah. We went into national lockdown, which was very rightly so, in March, a few days before we were going to go on tour with Snuff. Big yeah. disappointment. Big disappointment. Very sad. Can't yeah. live with it. So then uh, I'm like, okay, cool. Big lockdown. Everybody loses the jobs, who's in abandoned, whatever, because we're all temps. So like, oh, whoa, whoa, going to get spicy now. Right. Luckily, I got a job. What happened in that time? You might go, well... Jamie, what happened in the seven months of lockdown? Not a lot, mate. Coronavirus, getting everywhere. Right. And now, um, <laughs> basically, we split off into like this tier system, right, where depending on how bad coronavirus is within your small town, you would um, have, you know, harsher restrictions and whatnot. And it was a three-tier system, but like, I think it was today or yesterday, they announced that like London and most of Southern England's going to be in a tier four, which is a, an even an even more intense because we've got like a new super strain of coronavirus. Shit, I know, yeah, mad, it's fucking mad. So it's fucking mad. And you're in Salford, is that right? Salford, yeah. Salford, sorry, man, I'm I'm from Alabama, so I see. Oh, yeah. uh, so it's uh, what tier are y'all? We're tier three. We're tier three. Right. We're all pretty, but it's pretty fucked, right? Because there's always been a, a slight divide between the north of England and the south of England, um, so a slight political divide in the way that um, traditionally the north of England right. doesn't receive quite as much money for the what sort of like you know uh, amenity measures uh, for the local councils, and right. you know schools up here don't get as much money, and the roads are a bit fucking shy and all that. Right. There's just a bit of like that going on. And um they closed down the north before they closed down the south. And uh it's just pretty much pretty much just pretty much all yeah. We're we're in a we're up in tier three at the minute, living it, living <laughs> it. We can all work, so that's, that's all right. Nice. I've got a job fortunately. So I'll fucking work away. It's all right, not too bad. Play football manager, smoke lots of weed, Hell relaxing. Yeah. 
just about. It's, it's, a bit sh- it's one of them, to be fair, where it's like, I was saying this to my mum, I was like, as a society, we, we've never been in a better position to fucking have a pandemic to deal with that involves us staying inside. Right. It's not a war. No one's bombing us. Like, you just have to fucking stay inside, don't you? And it's like, right, I can do that. I've got fucking... I've got fucking computer games. I've got World of Warcraft knocking about on that. Do you know what I mean? Fucking boot that shit up. I did. I fucking certainly did boot that shit right up, mate. Fucking level 37. Long, mate. Long time that took. What, uh, Loads of hours of my life. What class are you? I played a... Went back in straight into a Frost Mage, mate. Not fucking... Not do, not doing any hard work. Damn. Not doing any hard work. Nice. Yeah. It was good fun, man. Nice. Um, yeah, you're saying that North England and South England... There's like a, uh, is it like a cultural divide or what just? Yeah, slightly. It's the thing is, it's not like in America where it's like, you know, there was a civil war. Right. I was about to say, we, we haven't had that problem in America where the North and the South, you know, we're at, at odds. It's like, it's more, it's more, uh, it's more of like a cultural divide than anything. It's like, uh, you know. I think uh, the the jet, the overall proposition is that northern people regard southern people as a bit soft and posh. That would be the the overall general consensus. I could see that, yeah. Whereas northern people are seen as a bit barbaric and are seen as fools, okay. um, and are treat, treated as such often by sort of like the political really? elite. So that's kind of where it comes from. Wow. And it's like uh, it's a bit funny. It's just it's it's but it's like it is very sort of nuances. It's very like deeply British things as well it's one of the the funniest things about britain is how is the multitude of ways that we find to hate hate each other just right. like br- other british people like yeah. you know you go two hours in a in a car you know in like a from my understanding of america from touring with american bands right and watching american tv in america some kids drive two hours to get to school yeah whereas in England, you drive two hours and people are giving you fucking shit from where because of where you're from. Yeah, you drive two two hours gets you to like Liverpool, and obviously Manchester and Liverpool have such an infamous rivalry. Right, and that's like like a forty minute drive. Damn, <laughs> it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, I guess so. Northern England is more like there's a lot of like factories and like around like Manchester, right? Or there were at one point. It's like north, the north of England is. You can summarize it very much by bands like Leatherface come from the north of England, and yeah. Snuff came from the south. Like you know, and I love both those bands very much. But you know, the air in here is dead industrial. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like north, north of England. That's where like a lot of the mines were up here. Like especially up in like places like Yorkshire and that where mm-hmm. famous bands of like recent like. Recent, like biggest bands from Yorkshire in years has obviously been like the Arctic Monkeys, for example. Oh uh, right. Like, yeah. They're like, you know, and they're like fucking just not like, you know, a normal like working class sort of group of fucking lads playing guitars. Right. Not too far, that not too far amiss from people you'd just see knocking about. Right. Same with Oasis, like, yeah. th- like, and the Stone Roses, like, they're just like bands that, you know, they, that is what people <laughs> around it, like the Happy Mondays as well. That's what people from around near where I, I, I live are, for, are like. That's just what people, it's just what people are like. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's right. very, uh, it's very encouraging. Yeah. Right, it's good. It's it's it's, it's, it's it's Do you know what, Michael? Do you know what, Michael? <laughs> Tell it's, me, it, Jamie. It's it's complicated being British because right. there's a lot of things in Britain to be proud of, and there's a lot of things that are brilliant about it. But w- one of those things that's to be deeply proud of 
was the fact that, you know, we were a pretty accepting country for a mm. while, you know, where, you know, trying to make up for the mistakes of the past where sort of people could come and prosper and have a decent life and that. But we've actually just degraded into being an incredibly racist and very ignorant country and it's a bit it's a bit sad really so it's like i love britain but i hate i hate the politics and that fucking there's a lot of there's a lot of stupid people knocking about yeah. i suppose that could be said for a few countries couldn't it for sure man i, f- I feel that you know we live uh in mobile that's like mobile alabama that's like the the deepest south you can go uh but at least like bigger cities in the south are more um more open if uh, to all culture, cultures pretty much um but yeah you can drive 45 minutes north and be in some you know podunk uh like mountainous mountain town stopping at the gas station and it, it can get sketchy nice yeah um I, i'm terrified of america really yeah what's what's yeah. some what's some of your fears we can we can work through this well Obviously, I've I've not seen a great deal of America. Mm. Well, I went to New York when I was quite young, I was, but I was a bit too young to really enjoy it because I was kind of just walking around. My mum and my dad carried me about. Right. I was just kind of at like crotch height. Everyone was very busy, walking very quickly. It's a lot. Very man. intense. It's a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Then Florida, Gainesville was nice. Tampa, yeah. bits of bits of Tampa are all right. Yeah. Uh, Orlando, mixed bag. Downtown Orlando, like it's cool. Not so good. Not so good. We were <laughs> when me and my uh, mate went to uh, went to Fest. Uh, right. Went to the like the first one. We were in Seven Eleven. They got robbed. <laughs> it was amazing. While y'all were in there. Yeah, it was incredible. Oh, man. I was like, oh, terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. Shit scared. Thought we were gonna die. We were being dramatic. I don't think there was any danger of us dying, but it was uh, it was pretty exciting in, in you know retrospect. But like, yeah, no, nah, America is scary because, right? The, do you know what? You've got guns in that, and I'm just like, whoa, I don't know how I feel about that. There's a lot of guns here. That. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. I don't know how I like that. No, I'm uneasy, uneasy around that. Yeah. I'm only I'm uneasy but I'm uneasy by people having the ability to kill me very quickly for something I've said. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh you know you know, you've never been in a gas station robbery over in England? That's not a that's a common thing here. Um no I've not. No. I don't think so, no. Yeah. No. Um Yeah, getting guns here is, is pretty easy, especially um, in the south um, and uh, out west. But like New York, if you get caught with a gun, it's a big deal, like a unregistered gun. But like here, you can go to uh, like a do you know do you have flea markets over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you can go to like a flea market here, and. Uh, just buy, buy whatever you want. Buy a stolen gun. Yeah, whatever you, whatever you fancy. That's mad. That's mad. Yeah, no, I can't really. I mean, you, yeah, you can't really be doing that over there. You can't really be doing that over there. The most like you don't. Yeah, there's not even a. A more, my, I'd love for you to see a British market. You know, mate. British yeah. markets are very, very different to other countries. Ones. I've been, I've seen a few different markets in my time. 
Yeah. British ones are very, very shit traditionally. Very, very shit. Like, like a bit grim. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're kind right. of looking around like, wow, wow. Don't really want anything here. This is interesting. Who shops it? Like, who's fucking? What, what, what's some stuff at a at a British market? So traditionally, you'll have your meat stalls. Now, your meat stalls, you might have a. If you're up north, you'll probably have a pretty decent local butcher knocking about that might be cooking up a few dishes. Uh, Berry's famous market in uh, North, up, sorry, North Greater Manchester. Yeah, got some 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 good sort of meat areas there. You'll have a um, you'll have your fish market. Disgusting, disgusting place. Not a fish North guy. Fish. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not so I'm not a meat person either. But I, I was once upon a time. <laughs> and um, what else you have knocking about? You'll have a a, a, um, a rock and roll clothes stand. There's always a stand in Britain selling like wolf shirts, school shooter tackle. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I gotcha. Marilyn Manson shirts, that kind of thing. Yeah. Of a, you know, weird jeans that you don't want to buy. Um, you, once upon a time, you'd see like uh, I remember being like sort of well, eleven years old, and there was like record stalls quite a lot. You'd see. I, I remember getting like chatting to like the old fellas about like punk music and stuff. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But you'd uh, you'd commonly get like you'll always get uh, what we call a head shop, which is like a drug paraphernalia right. shop where you get you know your your bongs, you get your fucking legal highs, right. you get your fucking yeah, you know, you get your fucking mad shit. Um, what else do you have? Uh, a school uniform shop. That that's often in a market. Damn, that's always in a market. <laughs> oh, some sort of electronic shop, gotcha. phone case shop, tats. You get a lot of tat. We call it tat. Useless, pointless crap. Oh. You know when you go like. So I've got a grandma here. You go to my grandma. She's just got little ornaments, but they're not ornaments. Right. They're just little bits of shit she's bought over the years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I right. love it, obviously. Like, so, like, so you get, you know, you get a little bit of tap knocking about as well. Yeah. Um, sweet shops. Yeah, you know, there's a good range here. <laughs> it sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, how long have have you guys been a band, Ariel Salad? Salad. Uh, we oh we. It was like uh birthday the other the other day. I think oh, nice. I think we're five. We think we're five or Hell we're yeah. even four, five or six, depending who you ask. Gotcha. Were we were uh were you in bands before? Not really. We were like uh I mean yeah, me me and uh well yeah actually so we, the the band was sort of started again. Um it was a band we played in when we were kids and then I went off to uni and that um and then we kind of got back together and ended up playing fest and then I, I sort of packed union and that and was like, Oh yeah, fuck it, I'm well being in a band, band's fucking sick. Oh yeah. Way I more like fun. Being in a band's fucking yeah, like band's, band's fucking great. So yeah, we pretty much like I've, I've pretty much been playing in a band with Mike. The bassist, right? Yeah, like my entire adult life. Yeah. Like so yeah, we've been doing it for a fucking while now. <laughs> That's sick, man. So you guys are recording this weekend? Can I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've been recording now for a couple of weeks. Okay. Is this going to um, be a, a full length? Nah. So, like, um, basically, like, we're fucking, we're fucking playing the game a little bit. Like, we're, uh, <laughs> like, we've, um, 
I've got a job now and stuff, and I used to temp in between tours. Gotcha. And just work in offices, but right. obviously Corona's fucked everything up. Yeah. And one thing I really did enjoy was just like, practicing and writing. Yeah. And, you know, I was just like, do you know what? Like, I need to fucking keep this job. So things are just going to sort of have to change a bit. So we're having to be a little bit more tactical with things. Oh, for so sure. So we're doing, we're going to do three. The intentions to release like, uh, an EP, but we're going to release three singles. Okay. Um. So yeah, we got like we've started listening to the mix of one now, um, which is pretty fun. Which we wrote. Like, they're all like fucking. All the songs are they're not really punk songs. What like they are, but I wrote, wrote them over lockdown and like I'm into um like a lot of a lot of different sort of music and um. You know, I fucking love like the uh, Manchester music of like the right. late 80s and the early 90s. So there's been a lot of that thrown in. And um, yeah, just like having a, just been, we've just been having a laugh. You know, we, we can't do any fucking gigs. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's like we've just been fucking writing songs. Like, you know, we're fucking just writing, just writing songs and just being like, yeah, fuck it. That's pretty cool. Well, let's record that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's been really fun been really fun actually i, I w- would recommend to anybody who's playing in a band right now being like oh right what do we do fucking go and fucking have a practice mate Hell yeah. Sick. <laughs> yeah the um i'm glad you brought up that you're a fan of uh old manchester groups um so like sorry i was i was editing uh, a setting thing oh, right. but um yeah, I was going to say that on y'all's most recent record, one thing that stuck out, it's great. I love it. Uh, one thing that stuck out is uh, Fever Dream. And I was like, man, this sounds like like Noel Gallagher riffs. Yeah. yeah. Man. Do you want to do you want to know uh, what that where I got that that song came from? Yeah. Um Mike had been really listening to like he'd been listening to loads of Leatherface, right? Okay. And we actually recorded with uh, the guy that did Mush, Paul Titler. Okay. Um, and it's not superstitious. The beginning riff. It's not superstitious. Okay. That's, I was just like, I was like trying to play not superstitious, played it wrong, played that. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then. I thought, and then to me, that song sounds like, obviously that song sounds fucking loads like Oasis. Right. That, and that, I like, we love that. But to me, it sounds a bit like Not Superstitious and Kiss the Bottle by Jawbreaker. Shit. That, yeah, that's like the two main songs that kind of got me to where, got it to where it was to, in my head. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. when you write a, because you know some some people, all right. Some people might write more original songs than me, but usually when I've written a song, I'll be able to be like, "What's that sound a bit like?" Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, oh, "What's that sound like?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it sounds a bit like ah, okay, yeah, cool, fair enough." Yeah, that sound. Do you know what I mean? You can kind right. of go with it, but yeah, no. Nah, with Dermo, we really wanted to uh, kind of have people like you know drop the whole like Green Day thing. Really, we just kind of wanted to show like. We wanted to combine the music that we've, you know, loved since we were growing up and that. Yeah. With how we cut, yeah, just, yeah, we just wanted to throw it in. There's a lot of the Stone Roses in there and there's a lot yeah. of Oasis in there for sure. And yeah, we just wanted to 
kind of break away from what we what we've been doing and because we've grown up a lot really you know we were we were really young when we wrote roach i was about like well, i was like 17 when i wrote some oh, wow. of those songs so to look back on it now at like you know i was t- sort of like 22 when i was writing dirt mob yeah you know it's kind of like it's like uh you know you, you're fucking high school band isn't it you know you yeah. look back you're like, like a bit bit cringy that do you know what i mean like, <laughs> i guess like, yeah you know yeah. what i mean it's yeah, like, for it's one sure of them, it's like and we kind of and it's it's hard because we a lot of people love those songs and you know we, we you know we're immensely proud of them but uh yeah you know we just don't think just we don't fucking <laughs> we just fucking we're like oh fucking hell like when we wrote dirt we were like yeah sound man like we're so we were just so excited like it was such it was so exciting writing them yeah. all because we had matty join playing on drums and he's like my favorite drummer in the whole world yeah. i love my it's good and we were just writing these fun fucking songs and it was just like, oh mate, this just feels so right. And it just, just like, it's just completely changed. Like, since Matty joined and since yeah. we wrote Dirt more, like, there's just been so much fun had, just endlessly. Like, with like everything we've done has just been like such a good laugh. Yeah. And we just thought, and like, we've just been continuing with that really, like, just kind of, just not really worrying about it sounding like anything other than what we fucking like yeah you know i'm I'm gonna fucking laugh with it it's just good it's just really good yeah i think it's cool from from roach to dirt mall there's obviously like you know um a progression but it feels natural it's not like it's not like you guys were like okay now we need to write serious or more serious or more um i don't i don't want to say mature but like we need to write these songs or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah. That's a really nice thing to say. Yeah. And it is, it is like, literally, me and Mike always say, like, the, the funniest thing about it is there's no thought behind the songs in it, which is why they all sound so different. The, the way most, all the good songs that I write are ones that I write in about five minutes when I'm just blazed, like right. lazy. Just wrote that in about five minutes. And I, it just happened. It just accidentally happened. And yeah. I wrote, I was trying to play the seahorses, and I accidentally played that. I was just like, well, what the fucking hell? I was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, that'll do. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. It was like, it's like South Park's like, hey, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so it's like, it's one of them. We, yeah, we didn't think about well, it. was one of them. It was like, we were just getting, like we would write a, a song and then we'd be excited by how kind yeah. of different it was. We were like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And uh, such a pity, that was a song that I wrote Probably, oh, I did a fire then, sorry. Uh, uh, Such a Pity was a song that I wrote before, uh, way before Dirt Ball. I actually wrote that before Roach, but really? it didn't sound very aerial salad. But obviously, we sort of took that parameter off. Do you yeah. know what I mean? We took yeah. when we when we were younger, we we just like absolutely one hundred percent wanted nothing more than to be a fucking punk band like right. that was it like we just wanted to be a fucking punk band and play punk gigs yeah and it's sick and everything we've done like the punk scene what that has given us and what that has allowed us to do with our lives that community of people just kind of putting gigs on and taking a chance on you around yeah. the world is mental mate it's, it's, it's absolutely wild. mental yeah it is wild and we're so lucky to have done done it and been able to do it when we were kids right and it's just like now's one of them where like we're like we're like oh fucking hell man like we can you know we could just fucking have a we, like we're really lucky like we could just fucking have a bit of a pop now and just fucking write tunes and go and gig and we're lucky that 
we understand, we've been able to understand from being kids that if you go and make music and you fucking put the effort in to go and book gigs, like you actually can just be in a band like like you wanted to be in when you were younger and tour and do yeah. shit. So it means that you don't feel restricted into doing anything. You don't, you're not worried about like, oh fuck, we need to, uh, we need to keep playing fucking punk songs so we can get signed to fat records right. and complete and complete punk music. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's more just like, oh, right, yeah, let's fucking start a record label. Just fucking write daft songs about fucking <laughs> stupid songs about romance and right. being a lazy cunt and whatnot. Right. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's cool. It's nice. It's, uh, it's very, very, like, uh, it's very liberating. It's like having, it's like, it's like an ultimate purpose. Do you know what I mean? It's like, sure. you just kind of, you do everything for your band. You just go, ah, yeah, fuck it. I'll get a job for the band, innit? Yeah, right. A bit of money, innit? Save up. Yeah. You should do it all for that. So it's great. Yeah. It's a great thing to live your life for. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely um not trying to like people please with writing your songs or being like, uh, this song's gonna this song having expectations for like your songs, I think is good. Because you're not like I don't know, you're not like, oh, this is the this is gonna be our big hit or whatever. You're just writing songs. Do you know what's funny is that we we are like that, and then when we've got the song, we normally get quite excited. And yeah. Like uh, we we fucking love like we love we love our band because our band yeah. sounds like all of our favorite bands made an album. <laughs> and we were like, oh mate, we were like, yeah, I was like these fucking hits, <laughs> yeah. These I was like, we were like these are fucking great, and it was like you know they fucking like they did they did pretty well, but it's one of them. It's like we're we're like we're, we 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 the reason why i love doing it so much is because it's like tenacious d you know how it's kind of funny because they just you know they believe tenacious d is the best band in the world yeah we're sort of like that with salad we know we're not the best band in the world but far from it like all my songs are so heavily influenced by other people it would be foolish of me to say that (laughs) but we we are definitely one of my favorite though we are definitely one of my we are definitely one of my favorite ones yeah you guys are great uh, yeah, man. What's uh? Do you have a a top three, uh, like Manchester groups? Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Or uh, you can give Stone me top Rose five, is, whatever. Yeah. Well, Stone Roses yeah. number one. Right. No question. Absolutely no question. What's Our your favorite? Album. What's your favorite Stone Roses song? Um. Probably like, uh, it's, do you know what? If I've really, it's very hard to say. Probably bye bye bad man. Okay. But I think my answer would change depending when you asked me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, bye bye bad man. Uh, and then like the Happy Mondays, I would say Happy Mondays and Oasis are probably like the next two. Yeah. They're very close together. Okay. Um, did you ever get into the Smiths heavily or were you? Like, yeah. 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 A lot. I fucking hate Morrissey, but like, right, yeah, I yeah. really, uh, I, I love, but yeah, I love like fucking love the Smiths. I actually live, if it was summer, I'd be able to walk and do this, uh, on, on a walk. So I live, I live about 15 minute walk away from Salford Lads Club where they took that. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And they did the stop me video. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, man, fucking, I, I really like the Smiths. Yeah, I really like the Smiths. 
Yeah, I uh whenever um uh, we were starting to to talk about doing this, um I just went back on the Wikipedia for like Manchester bands. And there's so many huge like cultural shifting bands from Manchester and you know and Sulphur too, like Joy Division, you know. Yeah. What uh, it's crazy the amount like just in a span of like 10, 15 years, how many huge bands came from there. Well, the, one of the greatest things that happened in Manchester as well is uh, the like dance music scene of the late 80s yeah. and the Hacienda and like Acid House and house music. And that that um, just absolutely exploded in Manchester, like um, absolutely exploded. And there was bands that were, you know, putting that into their tunes as well. Bands like New Order and that, bands like the Mondays. Yeah. When they, when they uh, came back from New York and discovered like hip hop and the rest of it, yeah. just started fucking going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like it's, it's, it's like it's, it's, it's mind blowing because you kind of, when, you, when you're younger and you're growing up and you're getting into these bands, you don't, you know, it's cool that they're from where you're from. But yeah. as you get older, it's like, there's a certain magic, like especially like bands like the Stone Roses, like their songs sound like what Manchester looks like. If you walk around mm-hmm. Manchester, and it's the same with the Smiths, it's right. the exact same with them, and you know Joy Division as well. You walk around fucking, you walk around where Ian Curtis grew up, and you'd fucking hang yourself as well. <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fucking right. shit, like, <laughs> and that uh, that film Control, I think it's called, or yeah. whatever, like there's. Something like those streets and that again, that's like it's what it looks like round not like exactly where I live currently, but you know, where I grew up and whatnot. So yeah. and like where most people from Manchester that's what it just looks like, it's what it sounds like. So it's fucking it's just yeah, it's fucking cool. And I think uh um, Manchester's a really unique city, like um it, it's a really good place to go for like a night out and whatnot. But people around here are a bit they're a bit different, they're a bit loose in Manchester. Everyone's like got quite you know it's quite notorious for having like a party scene and just being a bit being a bit dodgy and just being a bit unique it's yeah. really it's a really unique place yeah. i have so much so much love for it yeah that's awesome really yeah. lucky really good <laughs> lucky to be from here there's some fucking shit places to be from for music yeah yeah uh growing up did you did you think that like every city had like all these huge bands that came from there growing up in Manchester. Yeah, I think I, I think I, like you didn't you don't realize it. You don't you don't you take it for granted really right. and then you kind of it's like if you go it's like when you go on tour or you go to university or yeah. anything that takes you away from your home, you know, you go and work somewhere else. You start fucking meeting people like you go right. to places like you know you got places like Grimsby where there's fucking like no bands from. You're like, fucking hell, man. Like, Jesus Christ, like, that's shit. Yeah. I'm so lucky. Like, I went to uni in a part of North Wales where there was just no fucking gigs, mate. No gigs, no bands, no live music. And I was like, fucking hell. I was like, how the fuck do you live? <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm at an age where I can fucking, you know, go to gigs and get pissed and fucking yeah. do all the rest of it. And I'm like, there's fucking none to go to. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> terrible mistake. Huge mistake. Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. The uh, 
So for where I'm from, from Mobile, the <laughs> the biggest uh, musician, I guess he's pretty big, but he's terrible. Is a uh, is a uh, Jimmy Buffett. Put it in the sink. Put it in the sink. 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 Hang on. Okay. Hang on. Sorry. One second. Yeah. I've got, you're it. Fine. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Pop that on the top. Pop that on the top. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> Sorry, there was just a. Well, no, it wasn't. It was just my candle. My candle started going a bit crazy. Uh, I had a candle and it fucking got a bit loose. Got a bit out of control. Candle got a bit out of control. Manchester candles are even loose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was about. Yeah. There we go. I'll fix that with the powers of oxygen. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the biggest musician from where i'm from is jimmy buffett so it's like <laughs> so <laughs> he's huge but he's like that's not my thing you know uh uh yeah it, it's it's the same way around here like you were just describing um where you went to to school like it's it's tough getting decent shows around here but sometimes you just gotta you know make them you know what bands did you listen to when you were growing up? How did you get into bands then? Or like, or what sort of, what was like, how did you hear about bands and that? I got, uh, I got an older brother who was uh, super into punk. He had a, he had a punk band, you know, when I was, I must have been like nine or ten. Um, yeah, and just you know, that when I was as I'm, I'm thirty one, so, like like downloading music became a thing, you know, when I was like 12 or 13. So I was, oh, yeah. I was just downloading music, downloading, you know, rips of, of, of albums. And, uh, yeah. That's how I got into all the, that's how I got into all American punk bands, fucking taking fucking YouTube downloads of Descendants songs. Sorry, Milo. Yeah. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> I think they're doing okay. You know? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think yeah. But yeah, but I I listened to the Smiths a lot, you know, growing up. I thought I was a uh, moody, you know. I you know, like nobody understood me, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so listen to the Smiths a lot, listen to, to Joy Division a lot. Um But then like I got into uh, like Minor Threat. I think that was my first punk band that I got into. And that led to like Rancid. And like, Dropkick Murphys and yeah, stuff Rans- like that. Rancid are like a gateway punk band. Aren't they? Yeah, they're for like, sure. They're not, a, they're not really a punk band because the thing is, is when you like me and Mike say this all the time. When you're like 14, you're like, yeah, Rancid are fucking well. This is cool. punk. You get to yeah. It's like about 24, and you're like, yeah, you fucking obviously don't have jobs though, do you? Because look how you dress. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lars Fredrickson's you know I mean? got like, you know face tattoos. Yeah. No, well, it's like one of them things, it's like, yeah, you know, you've got this, you know, your face tattoos and this and that and whatever, but like, you know, the fucking, the, I, I don't, oh God, I don't, I'm trying not to fucking say anything bad about Ramsey because I don't want Lars Fredrickson to kick my head in. Like, oh, no, I'm you're, fuck, you're I fine. But like, they do, but they, you know, they are like, they're like, it's, their image is like that, it's like a punk caricature, in it. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like. It's just a bit. It's just a bit funny, really. I just find it. I just find it. I just find it funny. I just yeah. find it funny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whenever, 
<laughs> whenever I was, you know, whenever I was watching like their music videos, I was like, man, this is this is punk. I need to get some Liberty yeah, Spikes. Yeah, yeah. Need to get some Liberty Spikes. You know, put some, uh, I don't know, put some patches on a jean jacket and and just I don't know. Man, Cru- I thought that around. hyena video was like I, when I, right. I saw that hyena hyena video when I, I was a kid. That I fucking uh, I love that like the Raging Nathan's parody of that. Yeah, so, yeah, walking around the street. It's, yeah, it's a sick video. That it's like it's fucking Compton. How he said that? It's like fucking yeah. real. Oh, it's like this is sick. This yeah, really? it's fucking mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, wa- I watched that uh, the Raging Nathan's uh, parody of it a couple weeks ago, and yeah, fuck. It's yeah. It's just so the rancid. Looking back on it now as an adult, it's just so silly. The rancid, you know, <laughs> hyena version. Uh, yeah, but you said uh, now you started your own record label. Yeah. So well, it's not like it's not really like a proper one. It's just for it's just for us really. It's just oh, for yeah. us to release on. Um, we might like, I mean, you know, we might fucking put stuff out, but it's expensive to do that, and we Shit, don't really. Yeah. And I, I don't fucking know anything like I don't know about the music industry or anything like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I'm not, I, you know, I don't fucking understand that. I really don't have a fucking Scooby Doo. <laughs> so I'm not really in a position to uh, to offer out like advice. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I, like you know, my ultimate advice, like to to like. You know, punk bands would be just to fucking literally do it yourself and not yeah. really fucking worry, worry, not really worry about the rest of it. Like, it's, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, nah, it's good though. It was fun. It, like, we sold we sold more albums than before we would. It was pretty, me- it was pretty mental because they came over lockdown and I had about four hundred albums just sort of sat in my flat. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I spent like about two days like signing them and stuff, and it was just nice. Like, it's just fucking because I knew everyone's names. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Fucking seeing them it. at such a gig. Yeah. And it was over a time where we were meant to be on tour with Snuff, and I was pretty annoyed that we couldn't. I was just like, do you know what? I'm going to fucking, li- I'm going to listen to fucking Snuff said. Yeah. I'm going to fucking sit, fucking sign these albums. I had a fucking lovely day. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like y'all have gotten a good reception from the album, even though you haven't been able to play any like, release shows or anything mental mate yeah <laughs> mental <laughs> was, yeah it was yeah we we sold four like we've sold over we sold over 400 we're probably closer to 500 nice we haven't been out of the gig so it has been like it's been really it's been really cool and yeah. it was really and it was fucking you know because I lost my job on that at the beginning of lockdown and we couldn't gig and I was just like ah, fucking hell what am I going to do here yeah and uh, yeah fucking the albums albums really helped out so it was uh, yeah, it was pretty overwhelming it was cool yeah. really cool so can't wait until we can actually fucking play the cunt <laughs> yeah man I think it's going to be a while I think, it, I think it's going to be like the end of next year I reckon you know yeah nobody knows going crazy um, I'm gonna be fucking, fucking very old by the time. I'm yeah. gonna be fucking about. I'm not gonna be mad. I'm fucking about tw- 22 when I wrote this. I'll be tw- about fucking 27 by the time I'll be playing it. Man, no? a, a journey you've you've gone on since since <laughs> writing the uh, writing the album. It'd make a good uh, stoner comedy, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, the quest get, to play the album gets get Seth Rogen involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got my mate Fraser. I'll give him a call. Yeah. Um, you're a big 
uh, soccer guy too, though, right? I am, yeah, yeah. massively. Well, you're you're a Newcastle fan. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm like a casual, uh, just soccer fan. So I'm not like totally uh, in in the know. Um, mm. So. How, where is Newcastle uh, in relation to, to where you're living now? It's a good, like, three hours north from where I, from where I live. Yeah. What, um, you, you didn't want to be a, a Man U fan? It's a, it's a, it's a very Man long City. story. Yeah, yeah Ma- Manchester United it would have been. It yeah. would have been Manchester United. It's a long story how I, how I uh, ended up being a Newcastle fan, but it happened when I was quite young. But it is a shame because... Like they were brilliant when I was younger. They were brilliant, and uh, you know they were not as good as Manchester United, but it didn't yeah. fucking matter. And then, right, they became very, very shit. Yeah. Very shit. They really took a tumble for the worst. And you know, you'd you'd fucking you work in an office with about fifty Manchester United fans all talking about United winning this and fucking winning that. Although not for the last few years. Yeah. But all the same, like you know, competing in the Champions League and playing against Barcelona, and they all get to go watch him and that. And I'm like, all right, okay, cool. I get to watch a bunch of fucking shit football players <laughs> the ball around. Very disappointing. But I love it all the same. Yeah. I love New. I love Newcastle because they're they're the ultimate underdogs. They're just a bit fucking naff. Yeah. But you you know you just you love them, don't you? You just compel. You, I'm so compelled and like just hold them in such a regard to my heart. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I do. Uh, I do love football. Problematic though, it is problematic football. It's very. Uh, it's a very. It, it, it's like a mirror. It's a perfect mirror to modern capitalism now. Football yeah. as a sport at the top level. It's so and it's you know it's not got the best reputation for a myriad of reasons. Yeah. But it's uh yeah, it is an, an ultimate love of mine. Yeah. Um. trying to think yeah the uh obviously like european teams spanish teams they're <laughs> like we have the the mls you know here and uh you know we're lucky to get like good players on their way out of like their career like uh, what, uh zlatan zlatan uh, yeah yeah and uh, oh, what's that Mexican guy called? Who's he? Fuck it, the striker. He scores loads. He used to play for Arsenal or something like that, didn't he? Uh, what's his name? Chicharito? That one, or is it a different one? Nah, he played for Man United. Yeah, I'm sure he. Oh God, what's he called now? Oh, I can't remember. He used to play for like Arsenal or someone like that. Yeah, but he's pretty good. He's an MLS striker. Um. Who else is good in the MLS? Uh, I think Miguel Almiron, who now plays for Newcastle. He yeah. played for uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's good mm. for for MLS teams. You know, they. Um, I went and saw one of their one of their games last year, and is is wild. Um, oh really? Yeah. Oh mate, they've got um, Ezekiel Barco. He's a fucking great player. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, yeah. they they won the championship last year, year before. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's watching watching MLS and then watching you know like a European game. Um, 
it's like it's like two different sports almost going on just like the the i guess the the level of class between the two you know it is mental yeah it is mental yeah it is very different it'd be li- it's it'd be like watching uh it's like watching boxing and then watching two guys in a pub having a scrap. <laughs> yeah for sure it's yeah. like uh i i actually um I'm really intrigued by the MLS because European football has been around for hundreds of years. Right. It's been institutional right. you know, it, within uh, within communities for so long, so deeply ingrained within society. And because America is such a young society, yeah. obviously football, soccer, it's not, it's not a part of your country's identity at all. Right? Yeah. So what what are MLS games like as a as a spectator? What's what's the atmosphere like? Is it do they have like proper American chants like at football games and stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think what they're doing now is they have a lot of uh, like like their fan groups for for like Atlanta. They were they had they brought in like drums and they're trying to get like chants you hear when you're watching like Euroleague or whatever. Uh, hmm. But yeah, you know, I don't. I don't think. I don't think most sports fans in America are used to that, like chanting like for long times, like singing songs and you know all in unison. Uh, so it, it, they try, you know. I think. I think they're trying, you know, and they're. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll get there eventually, where it's it's it sounds crazy, you know, when you're in it. Um, One thing that's very magical about football in Britain is the songs and the chants, yeah. Right. So a lot of them are like old folk songs, like Newcastle United's club songs, Blade and Races. And uh, one that I always use as an example is Leeds. They they sing Marching On Together, and they have done since, like, what, the 30s? The 1930s? And the fans still sing it to this day. Yeah. So that song has outlived every player, every <laughs> fan, every manager, every owner. That that bit of music, that fucking chant, yeah. has been sung for you know however fucking long. You know I might be wrong. I know it's certainly at least the sixties, but yeah, it's just that's just that's that's amazing. Right. That's like that, that that is amazing. That is the one of the fucking small little tidbits of interesting culture that we yeah. have in this fucking yeah. country. This you know dry horrible culture snatching country, like, <laughs> yeah, fucking pretty. It's pretty fucking cool. Like, right, man. You know you walk around Old Trafford near uh, where Manchester United play, yeah. and you think about where the away fans park and where they walk. And if I go over lockdown and to keep fit, I was just going from walks, just everywhere around where I live. I'm thinking, oh man, think of all the fucking football fans for the years and years and years who've been walking on these roads, really excited on Saturdays to go and watch the team play, you know, pissed and fucking, you know, in the 80s going to have a fucking scrap play. Yeah. You know, it's it's mental. It's mental. I, I, I just find it fascinating. Absolutely. Uh, are there, so when, uh, when I think of like, uh, Soccer fans, your 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 football fans, is are there like real hooligans? Is that a thing? Yeah, not as much as they used to be. Right, like 
not as much as there used to be at all, really. Like it's no, it's not as it's it's so not as bad as it was. Oh, okay, it's, it's unbelievable. Part of it is because football's very expensive these days. Yeah, very expensive, right? To like go to it, right? Yeah, 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 and. Jamie. Yeah, putting some effort into the, to actually stop that. So it's you know it's completely different, which is good, which is very good because yeah, you know ultimately fucking hell, like I don't want to be fucking getting battered at a fucking football match. Right. But equally, equally at the same time, I like you know the it does it does. It, it does kick off sometimes. I've been at Newcastle games where it's been a bit, <laughs> it's been a bit spicy afterwards. Yeah. And I know a lot of people like, I know like, it's normally like away games, like Manchester United, like for example, I've got a few friends who go to a lot of away games and like when they go to like Liverpool away and there's just like a few hundred Mancunians all crammed into a train, yeah. all sniffing coke and drinking <laughs> and fucking just get getting absolutely fucking ready to just getting get, ready get yeah the, they just get off the train in liverpool and they're just like fuck you fuck liverpool fuck <laughs> liverpool go get to fuck go away and it's just carnage and it's like you really you know you can't you can't celebrate that you know you can't you know you yeah. really you know you, you you shouldn't be you know you shouldn't you shouldn't celebrate shouldn't be celebrated but it is also just part of the beauty it's just part of life it's just part of life do you know what i mean it, yeah it, for know, sure it's not so it's not fucking great but like it happens and if you know if you choose to laugh or cry about it you are better off just laughing yeah it's just a bit like fucking hell. <laughs> pretty mad really it's right pretty, it's just pretty mad yeah yeah i read I, I read some book a couple of years ago called like um it's like among the thugs or with the thugs uh but it was like some journalist was going to in the eighties, um, was going to different firms and like, uh, you know, sh- writing about what he saw. Um, and yeah, it sounded <laughs> some of it sounded like uh, going to like a war zone, like with riot cops already outside of like the away teams, uh, fans, buses, and stuff like that. We know uh, we know some older people. Like yeah. I've worked with people who've been in like the Manchester city like when they were kids and stuff they were like salespeople who were like 50 and they used to be in the city firm and whatnot or, you know they claim to be anyway yeah but you, you know pretty 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 firmable and <laughs> firmable. You do, like you meet yeah i yeah. think that's a word that's you, cool. I love you it. meet you meet people um you do meet people from back in that day who have experienced that and it literally it does yeah it sounds like fucking carnage it sounds like a just just sound like a war there's a really good movie called the damned united which is about one of the most like iconic times in british football about uh leeds united when they were managed very briefly by uh, a man called brian clough okay um he's one of the most interesting figures in football in my opinion and uh i think he and i think if you've got a, a nice casual interest in football um because it's just a very unique story about a very unique man. I think you should definitely watch. I think you should definitely watch it. I think you'd really enjoy it. Okay. I think you'd really get get a fucking kick out of it. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, it's a lot better than goal. 
Goal. What? Yeah. What is uh? I don't think I've seen that one. Goal. Oh, mate, that film was like moderately successful in Britain. It's about some American lad who plays for Newcastle United. Goal. Maybe it's like I... a drama film. Yeah. Okay. I've yeah. seen I've seen Bend It Like Beckham. Uh, is it anything yeah, like, like that? It's like that. Yeah. I'll have to check. Like that. Yeah, that's a good film. That. <laughs> I'll have to check out Goal and uh, what was the other one's name? The Damned United. Damned good. United. Goal isn't good. Goal. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll check out Damn yeah. United. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you like me and you like watching bad films, then I'd definitely recommend watching Goal. But don't watch it under the pre pretense okay. that it's any good. Okay. Do you like what, bad films like uh, like Steven Seagal and like yeah, just terrible films? Or, uh, hard to kill. Steven Seagal. Hard to kill. Is a fucking. That's a great shit film. Yeah. Uh, he filmed a movie here called Under Under Siege. Have you seen that one? Oh, is that filmed in Alabama? No, yeah, man. The uh, the ship that they're on is our. We have a battleship in our bay from uh, World War Two, obviously. But uh, yeah. How um how close is Alabama to Texas? Or am I being ignorant? No. Um. So Alabama, it goes, it goes, it goes Florida. Alabama, uh, Louisiana, and then Texas. So we're we're one state away, but like probably like four or five hours drive. Are you near Oklahoma at all? Is that in Alabama? No, that's that's right above Texas. So yeah, it's probably like ten hours, nine hours. It's not about football, and it's not a bad film. About it's because you because you, you were talking about it's because you said Steven Seagal. Yeah. Hard to Kill, I watched in the same week as Waco, Rules of Engagement. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> no. no. Oh, my God, mate. Oh, mate. You need to go and watch Waco. Oh, I should have told you to watch this before we fucking... Damn it. Before we had... Oh, I've made a huge error. Mate, <laughs> Waco... Right. I didn't know what Waco was all about. I didn't really have... Oh, movie. like David Koresh and all that? Yeah. Oh my god! Oh god! Oh the ATF! Oh my god! What, what were they doing? Yeah. Mate, mate, the film's incredible, and like you know, it it somewhat links to like the uh, the Oklahoma City bombing and whatnot, and it's it's ridiculous, mate. The okay. layers of of conspiracy and nonsense right. that, yeah. that that film uh, allows. If you conspiracy films, I say, I like wrestling. Yeah, you have to. Uh, you have to what is it? Suspend your disbelief. Right, actually. yeah. You have to sus- you've got so you know you've got to go. Okay, I'll get into right. this for you. I'll try. I'll get into the right headspace for you to right. enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, no, Michael Rose and engagement's brilliant. But it's not a bad film. It's a bit bit long though. But yeah, no, it's very good. Okay, I'll it's check sad. it. out. Yeah, yeah, man. They made me cry. Terrible, man. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Uh, a lot of people got killed. I know. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah, uh, we've done like we're at like fifty-five minutes, like an hour. Uh, nice. I I feel. Do you feel good about? Do you feel uh, good about this? Yeah. Oh. Unless you've got a favorite X Files that you want to tell. Shit, me about. I was about to. Yeah, you're you're telling me to, that you started watching X Files again. Uh, yeah, man. What's What's your favorite episode, or what's What's one that comes to mind? 
So the problem is, is that I watch it when I'm really high, right? So, <laughs> right. so remembering it is challenging. Yeah. I like the so there's like two categories of of um there's like well there's, yeah there's two categories of X Files episodes. There's Monster of the Week ones, where it's just about a random monster. Yeah. And then there's the overarching storyline with right. you know Skull getting taken away right. and Mulder's sister. Mulder's and all sister, that. yeah. All of that stuff has been incredible. Um, you know, in series one, the stuff with Deep Throat, brilliant. All of that yeah. is absolutely incredible. Um, I really like Tombs from season one. Tombs is really cool. The um, the Fiji Mermaid, that is my favorite episode because <laughs> the fucking the episode, like. I just, I was like, this has to have inspired Trailer Park Boys because some of the dialogue yeah. in that episode, there's a bit where, there's a bit where um, one of the characters goes, well, if you think the Fiji what, mermaid man burst out of that guy's belly and went running around town causing havoc, then, you, you, then you're just as stupid as this guy. And it sounds like something Bubbles would say. It's like, if you think the Fiji mermaid man jumped out of that guy's belly and went running around town causing havoc, and you're just as drunk as anybody, lady. It's yeah. like, there's, there's other bits where, like, they're talking about the Fiji mermaid man, and it's so, like, in course with, like, Ricky just being like, fucking Fiji mermaid man, Bubbles came in here and fucking ate the pepperoni. It's right. like, it's just so... It's brilliant. That, that is absolutely my favourite episode of the um, like Monster of the Week yeah. era ones. Or not era, but tight ones. Yeah. But what about yourself? The, so I haven't watched it since it was like originally on, but there are some episodes that have stuck with me, you know, for however long, for 20 plus years. Uh, <laughs> the one, there's one where, like, I think it's a rabbi calls him. Or, or like the wife of, of this guy calls him, and there's like a a, a mud monster. Does that sound familiar? Hmm. I think so. What seasons are? I I don't know, man. It's been. It's, it's like I've got a computer. Okay. Like, like a god. Like, uh, do you have you heard of in Judaism they have that like story about the golem, like a mud monster to like protect like the village or community i'm very familiar this this episode unfortunately is not one i have yet managed to okay. view for this is uh season six of the mm, episode wow wait a minute season six came out in 1999 yeah they made like 500 episodes of it in about four years <laughs> yeah they're cranking them out wow the fucking night is what a fucking time yeah, the uh. Have you seen the film? Is the film good? I've not. I haven't. Se- I haven't. Yet. I haven't seen the film, man. Oh, Damn it! Film. I'll have to watch. I've got a lot of. You've given me a lot of movies to watch. Have you seen the Simpsons film? Yeah, I remember that one. That was pretty shit, wasn't it? It's was pretty bad. Yeah, Spider Pig. <laughs> that was kind of funny. You know, they're in the dome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was. It was literally kind of funny. It's fine. Oh like, yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, oh, that was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, another another X Files that sticks out in my brain is the they do like a a parody of Cops, like the show. Have you seen that one? Like it's it's filmed by like a documentary crew. Oh. 
wait, 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 wait. Um, no, I've not seen that one. I've not seen that one. I've not seen that one. That's easy. There's, oh, there's one very similar that I saw recently that was filmed in a really weird way. Some of the, some of the, what's what I find really funny about X Files is some of the episodes just come out of fucking nowhere. Like they're so uh, different and silly. Some of yeah. them are so fucking silly. Right. So I'm looking forward to watching these ones. Does it start getting shit? When does it start getting shit? Because that's my biggest question with the TV series. When is it getting shit? Yeah, I think since they made so many episodes, you know, it's just a numbers game at that point. You know, they they can only make so many good ones. Exactly. Uh, You know, The Simpsons is shit after about season nine. Uh, Always Sunny is like about season nine. Trailer Park Boys, season nine. Yeah. Uh, you know, South Park dips in and out of being funny. Yeah. Do you have Do you have a favorite, uh, like English uh, show, like comedy? What's your favorite uh, English comedy show? Um, I really, I really like the young ones. Um, that's pretty fucking funny. That's really funny. Peep Show's very, very funny. Yeah, I like Peep Show. Um, try to fucking think. Um, <laughs> Felix Knights is quite funny. I find, find me and my mates quote that a lot. Do you like... Uh, I, I am Alan Partridge. The Office. The yeah, Office, for sure. Absolutely, The Office. Extras. Yeah. Have you watched um, Life's Too Short? I think that with uh No, I've not watched last. It's uh Warwick Davis. The um you would recognize yeah, him, him if from you saw. Um, the, him that went on holiday with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know Warwick Davis. No, yeah. I've not seen that. Is it good that show? Yeah, it's funny. It's a Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant show. Uh it's it's pretty good. So like it kinda it it's they they kinda have the same structure as um as extras where like every episode they have like a guest star. Nice. So it's, it's pretty good. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The original office was great. I watched the hell out of that. I got the DVD box set and just watched it to hell. It's you have no idea how like insanely relatable that TV show is to working in an office. And I, I've yeah. worked predominantly in offices. Me too, it's, man. It's, yeah. It's so much like in Britain as well. Like it's just ruthlessly what it's like. It's ruthlessly what it's like. That like, and because I, I uh, my job, I sell shit. Yeah, on the phone, I cold call people. Okay, and it's a lot easier to fucking just be a character than it is to fucking be yourself when you For do sure. that. Because it's just it's just miserable. Right. So it's literally just Alan Partridge and David Brent, and that's what fucking old businessmen like hearing. Yeah. Like hearing that kind of comedy. Have you watched I Am Alan Partridge? Uh no. Oh my god, Michael, you've got a treat coming for okay. you. That's that like should be the top that like to prioritize the things you need to watch right now is the first series of I am Alan Partridge, then you need to watch Wake or Rules of Engagement, <laughs> and then you need to watch the Dungeon United. So okay. I've given you a few you know okay. some homework there. Sorry. Thanks, man. No, I I love it. Yeah. Um Yeah, IT crowd. I enjoyed that a lot. What are your thoughts on that one? 
I'm not that into IT crowd. Yeah. I find, I'm, yeah, not that into it. Not that into it. I like a few episodes. I like the one, uh, the fire in the water, in the fire in the fucking water park one. Oh, that, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's pretty funny. There's one where his phone starts ringing in a church. That's quite funny. That's about it, really. That's my. That's like. That's fair. <laughs> that's what I'm up to. There's one where there's a bomb or something. That one's quite funny. Yeah. Um. I think I just like. Uh, Richard, Ao today. I don't know how to say his yeah, last name. He, and uh, and yeah, Matt, him and Matt Barry. I can watch Matt Barry just like read the phone book. You know. Uh, yeah. Is Matt Barry the Irish one? He is the Irish one, isn't he? No, Matt Barry is uh, Toast of London. Uh, yeah, oh, the guy with the yeah, the guy with the voice. Yeah, yeah, the guy with the voice. Yeah, man. Nice, very yeah. nice. Sorry, I've got a, I've got a mystery of some missing my water drinking beverage. Okay, missing. gotcha. My water drinking vessel. I don't know where Your it's vessel, gone. Yeah. I found it. Successful. Right on. Yeah, man. Uh. Do you have any uh, anything on your chest or parting words of wisdom or, you know, something weighing heavy on you that you want to just wrap up this episode with? Nah, just be yourself. Be kind and be lucky. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. Big love, Michael. Thank you very much for fucking chatting. Thanks for doing this, Jamie. Uh, yeah, it's been great. You, uh, I got a tag that I have to say for the show. It's a, uh, you had options, but you decided to talk to me today. And I appreciate that. Nice one. Thank you. For, oh, yes. But yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. No, no, thanks very much for asking. It's been nice to, uh, it's been nice to speak and it's been nice to rant about Manchester. Hell yeah. Fucking rock and roll. Music. I've enjoyed it, man. Yeah. Um, what, what band do I need to listen to? Give me a band to listen to. And to listen to. Uh, yeah, give me a band to listen to. Have you heard of Muse? Yeah, fuck you. I'm just joking. Uh, uh, one day.